Hello, and welcome back to 3D Printing Basics. I'm your host, Tyler, and this is episode number five, which is going to be all about slicing softwares in 3D printing. There are two main processes in 3D printing that have to be done before you actually get to printing the part. The first task is to design the 3D object that you want to print. The second part is slicing the object in order to get it into a printable form. In this episode, we will be going over slicing. We will be discussing what slicing is, how it is used in 3D printing. We will chat about some tricks of the trade. And to conclude, we will talk about different types of slicers and how their differences may be beneficial to you. Before we get started, I would like to ask if you would please follow and rate my show. I just figured out how to get this show uploaded onto all the podcast networks. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and a bunch of other networks that I have never even heard of. Your support would mean the world to me, and I really appreciate you stopping by. With that being said, let's get into the world of slicing. To start, let's go over what slicing software is and what it does. A slicing software is designed to take a 3D model or 3D object and convert it into coded instructions to send to your printer. This allows your printer to understand how to print the model reliably and efficiently. Now, the reason 3D printing is referred to as additive manufacturing is because no matter what style of 3D printing you are doing, they are all using the same process, creating 3D objects by adding material layer by layer until you have a finished piece. Slicing software takes the 3D model and quote-unquote cuts it into many 2D layers that are printed one at a time. It then turns those layers into coded commands that it sends to your printer, and that tells the printer exactly how to make that part. Because FDM printers rely heavily on movement to print their objects, G-code is used to send the instructions to the printer. G-code is the most popular machining code that is out there today, and it's not only used in 3D printing, but CNC machining as well. When I am not 3D printing, I work a day job as a machinist, and we use G-Code to run our giant CNC machines that cut metal all day long. In G-Code, there is always one letter of the alphabet followed by numbers. The letter in the code tells the machine either what to move or what cycle to start. So for example, if you send a machine a code that starts with X, five, then the machine knows to start moving the machine five inches away from home position on the x-axis. And another example in machining is M8. And in that case, M is referring to the coolant used to cool down the cutters, and the 8 is signaling the machine that the coolant needs to be turned on. And without G-code, the 3D printers and machinists of the world would have to command their machines by hand, which is a much slower and painstaking process. Me personally, I've seen hand machining on bridge ports and it just looks like an absolute nightmare. I would never want to do it. I'm very, very thankful for G-Code. Before your object gets sliced, you can customize it in a number of ways. You can change the layer height, you can change speeds, you can change feeds, you can change how much filament it extrudes while printing, and you can change the width of the line that the printer is extruding, among many, many other things. And these are called printing parameters. Every single slicing software comes with, quote, default parameter settings. These settings contain tried and true parameters that are tested by their creators to give you a baseline to start 3D printing with. As 
us 3D printers go along and get deeper into 3D printing and print more and more parts, we then learn to tweak these settings to become more efficient and better for our printing environments. And every 3D printer is different and everybody's setup is different. The reason for this is because we all live in different environments. So someone who lives in say an area where it drops to zero degrees in the winter is going to need different printing parameters than someone who lives in an area where it gets into the 90s with 75% humidity. Printing parameters are all about creating the best quality print in the printing environment that we are in. With that being said, let's move on to the slicing softwares themselves. In my opinion, the first really popular and widespread slicing software was Cura. Cura was created by David Brom and is an open source software that was initially released in 2018. The open source aspect of this slicer allows it to be, quote, skimmed. This basically means that other companies like Bamboo Studio and Kiti can take the basic source code and add their own features and customize it to their liking. They won't have to worry about copyright infringements, they won't have to worry about getting sued, and this is why you will see a lot of companies with slicing software that looks very similar, if not identical to Cura, and this is because they use Cura as their base model to build their own slicers. And so Cura is definitely responsible for laying the groundwork for most, if not all, 3D printing slicers. The next slicing software, which I believe goes hand in hand with Cura, is Prusa Slicer. Prusa Slicer and Cura are, in my opinion, number one and number two when talking about slicing softwares. Prusa Slicer was created by the company Prusa Research, one of the largest and most popular 3D printing companies in the world. Their version is a skimmed version too, but not of Cura, it's of Slicer, which is spelled S-L-I-C, the number three, R. And remember, a skim version means that it uses a certain slicer as a base, and then the company builds upon it by adding their own custom options and add-ons. Prusa Slicer is an extremely user-friendly experience, and I speak from experience because I have mainly used Prusa Slicer for the majority of my career. I learned how to properly slice objects, tweak print settings, and I pretty much just learned how to slice on Prusa Slicer. And Prusa Slicer is unique because it is compatible with step files, which is the file type that most professionals and businesses will use for their 3D models, not just in 3D printing, but in the machining world and any industry where you use 3D models, it will often be exported in a step file format. Prusa Slicer was also one of the first softwares to incorporate multi-material supports, which is when you are printing with a material like PLA and use PETG or some other material for supports. In this particular case, it's very helpful because materials like PETG and PLA don't bond with each other, so it allows for very easy support removal. And it is because of features like these and the easy to use interface that makes Prusa Slicer one of, if not the most popular slicer out there today. The last slicer that I will be talking about is one from a company that I'm sure many of you know and is my current 3D printing company, I've mentioned it a lot, Bamboo Labs. Their slicer, Bamboo Studio, is also a skimmed version of Kira, but it offers many additional features that are custom to their slicer. Bamboo Studio is the only slicer that I'm using nowadays because I only have Bamboo Labs printers, so I don't have a need for any other slicers. One of my favorite features is they automatically include the ability to print with four to 16 filaments in a single print, 
which includes color matching and painting. And this feature, in combination with the automatic material system, allows for seamless and precise multicolor prints, which was honestly a game changer for hobbyist 3D printers. The ability with the AMS and this slicer to have very seamless and very easy multicolor prints was something that we haven't really seen before. And it's just one more way that Bamboo Labs is revolutionizing the 3D printing industry. Another feature that I am a fan of is the ability to have more than one build plate in a single file. Bamboo Studio saves their files as 3MF files, which means that you can combine a bunch of different build plates into a single file. For example, let's say you are printing an RC car. In Bamboo Studio, you can have one file that contains the body, the chassis, the tires, the interior, all in one single 3MF file. If you're working on, say, Prusa or Cura, you would have to save each part individually. This helps immensely with organization and has allowed me to really minimize the number of files that I store on my computer. Now the question of the day, which slicer is best for you? In my beginner's opinion, if the company that makes the printer you buy also has slicing software, I would strongly consider going with that slicer. That's because chances are they made the software with their own printers in mind and it is very likely that their slicer is the best configured program for you. If that is not the case, and the company that makes your printer does not have their own slicer, I would suggest giving the aforementioned slicing softwares a try. All slicing softwares are a little different, but they all accomplish the same task at the end of the day. That task being converting a 3D model into G-code instructions to send to your printer. So it really is up to you to try out different slicers and see which one is best for you. And that concludes this week's episode on slicing software. I hope you were able to learn and understand what slicing software is and how important it is to 3D printing. If you like this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review. Liking this episode and following my podcast also helps a lot. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.